What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Chola Sadiarian, your stop for all things pop, where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippines to the rest of the globe. We are back! Welcome back, everyone. Uh, nagbabalik kami at uh, it seems to be a red day today. Wala kami pinagplanuhan. <laughs> uh, um, actually, ito na po yung Taylor Swift Red, uh, Taylor's version episode. Just kidding. Pero um, we're back for a lot more of your pop culture news um, and Today, we're also be, gonna be talking about The Suicide Squad, the latest yeah. version of um, the DC Comics uh, film in the DC Extended Universe. But before that, kamusta kayo? let's introduce our co-hosts for this episode. Welcome back, Paula. Hi! <laughs> nice to be back, as always. Yes, uh, nagbabalik din si Mr. Jason Tanliwag. Hello, everyone. <laughs> From the Twitter, I know. From the Twitter verse. Okay, no, I I'm leaving that for a while. (laughs) Another person from the Twitter verse, our resident um, news reporter, verified, verified, um, Mr. Summer Perns. No more. I guess guess this is my, I don't know, that's my characterization here as a show. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Verified. I'll take it. Yes. Take it sure. We're very <laughs> proud of you. And our you. Um, very visible all the time um, <laughs> DC fanatic and our Ooh. resident DCEU um, Stan, oh. we have Dren. Yeah, we got a good one. Spoilers for what I think, but we got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We got one. I feel like I'm a fan of a really bad basketball team when I do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So ayun, kamusta kayo guys? Ang daming nangyari since we last um, had an episode here and so much news definitely, you know, compared to I guess the first few months of the pandemic which was season one last year, medyo nawalan tayo ng mga pinag-uusapan, di ba? Pero ngayon parang may bago na araw-araw, ganun. Ano yung mga kaganapan sa buhay niyo? I mean, we're in another form of a queue again. Can't even <laughs> remember which one anymore. So, yeah, I mean, but I think like personally, same same. Para naman yung mga buhay natin. We're all still at home. We all really can't do much. So it's nice to have this at the very least, like getting to interact with people on some form of regular basis. Yes, and ano pala, Speaking of you know, like ganaps. Congratulations to all our um, Olympic medalists. Yes! 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 Galing galing ng atletang Pilipino. Super naka proud. You know, it blows I'm, my mind like how much they, how much like Hedelin uh, lifted. She lifted like twice yeah. her body weight overhead, which is oh, ridiculous. Bra. Like what? The Amazing. Filipino weightlifting fairy, and uh, yes. here on uh, at least on Radyo Katipunan side. We were lucky enough to be able to talk to her, and it was such a great experience to, um, like congratulate her in person, quote unquote, on Zoom at the very least. And you know, um, see Max, who's one of our co-hosts, also, uh, ang cute lang ng question ni Max. He asked her about her love for lipstick, and um, parang kasi Max also likes makeup, right? And she was asking Kaidelin about how she fe- what uh what her favorite lipstick is, and Kaidelin just really said na parang um, it makes her feel beautiful to wear makeup while she does weightlifting because, you know, 
parang to some people, to some competitors, parang it makes them feel uh, intimidated na, oh, parang wala lang siya, nakamake-up lang siya. Pero parang pagdating niya dun sa stage, parang yung explanation niya and her um, parang sports psychologist, her, part of her team, si Dr. Karen Hong, if I'm correct. Uh, if that's correct. Um, yeah, that's what they were saying, na parang it's very empowering for Heidelin to feel beautiful while feeling strong and show portraying that for all Filipinas and Filipinos in general. It's uh, an amazing thing. Like, I'm not personally a sports person. The closest to sports I, I ever stand is like Haikyuu and um, the Wildcats <laughs> in High School Musical. <laughs> also red, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Natawa na lang si Jace, no? <laughs> Pero, don't, forget to, don't forget to eat high, eat high leopards, di ba? It's for High School Musical, the musical. The well, Af- anyway. Leopards ba sila sa series? Oh! They... What? They're not Remember knights in anymore? Leopards? Are they not knights? They're, they were knights in the movies. Those were West, West High Knights. Yeah, West High Knights. Oh, the East. East, so East High, High Wild Cats. Wildcats, yeah. Uh-oh, Wildcats. Wildcats, get your head in the game. <laughs> sports, guys, sports. Sports are hard. But, <laughs> you know, definitely, like, just seeing Heidelin and just, just like, oh my gosh, medyo naiiyak-iyak ako na parang, wow, where did this come from? But, like, uh, an amazing feat. So, congratulations. Full-on balling, TBH, <laughs> when our anthem played. And not just her, you know, seeing Nesty, seeing um, Carlo, yes, Carlo, EJ, um, yeah. everyone, yeah. everyone, Every Margilyn, an icon on oh, Instagram yes. and I love her. everywhere. She, 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 nakatawa yung meme niya na ano diba, na parang um, she saw Tony Hawk and people are like really confused because they didn't know Best. the meme. <laughs> <laughs> that was just really great. So, Thanks. I mean, congratulations. And anyone else want to say their like piece on the Olympics before we head to other um, news? I think we covered a lot yeah, on the Olympics. I did. Like the last time we had a show, it was days before the Olympics. Yeah, before the Olympics. And then since then, I've been, for the past two weeks, I've just been in Olympics binge. I've been watching all the, as much as I could, like from night, from since I woke up until I've been watching replays until like midnight because I didn't oh want to miss gosh. any of it. Yeah, I was really and I, I really love I really love sports and getting paid to do it to watch them. It makes me miss watching sports live like the UAP, UAP like even sea games, even the sea games. But getting to see all of this and thank God na sa Tokyo siya. It means I don't have to sleep late. But <laughs> so I really enjoyed working and, get, and getting to see all our athletes win, get so much attention, winning so much, and grab na proud. And of course, I get to watch uh, other athletes then, like uh, got to watch Simone at least once. Queen. Uh, all all the swimmers, all the amazing grab the Jamaican women and the American women sprinters. So the best, wild. One of the best ever. One of the best really ever. Bayo, and tapos... Oh my God. Ka, pero I swear, the last race by the American women, they put together a elite squad <laughs> purely for the like it's not they weren't trying to win a medal, they were trying to win the record. Because like these were the best sprinters in the US team and they put them together just for the heck of it. I'm like, 
it's almost like it's cheating. It's like it's cheating. You guys and they won. They won the gold by four seconds. Wow. Four seconds. Wow. What a big. big. Yeah. And because of that, Alison Felix is now the most uh most uh, medaled um, decorated American track and sprinter. Eleven medals. Eleven. It's crazy. It's really, women. No, women. Women. Re- women really won this. Like I, I think I saw. Ano, if the American women had their own, were their own country, they'd be in the top five. That's how good they were. Amazing. Damn. That's how much medals they won. Me- women really won this Olympics, I have to say. As they should. As they should. They should. <laughs> but also, let's not forget Tom Daly and yes, the knitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the knitting. <laughs> when I saw that, I was immediately like, "This is a male character written by a woman. Like this is what women <laughs> want in a man. That's that's it. That's it." I mean, and we did love Tom Daly since like 2014, was it? Na he oh. first really became like. I mean, 2008 was his debut at the. Yeah. I think the 2012 Olympics, yeah. But 2012, yeah, was uh, parang yeah. where people were like, oh, really, like, standing Tom Daly, and now it's like even more so with all the knitting and like you know winning. Um, and his baby. Gold medal. Yeah, exactly. It's just really like, and parang I guess in general, uh, an amazing feat in this pandemic to even pull it off at this point, because yeah. you know. It's still a crazy world out there, and um, it's nice to be able to see some normalcy, unlike uh, not like um, Lola Palooza or something like that, but like oh, oh my god, <laughs> oh, god. Um, oh my god, that picture, that picture scared me. <laughs> that Just was like anxiety in one photo. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shivers. So yun, medyo mga themes natin ngayon, mga teams, uh, red, uh, but going back to women and the Philippines, this is a very hot topic right now on social media and I'm sure many of our listeners right now are very aware of this because it trended um, two nights ago, uh, Tuesday night, I think, because um, this ad by Gigil... Yesterday. Uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and uh, what do you call this? Uh, this is for Bello Medical Group, um, and uh, we wouldn't want to show this apparently anymore. <laughs> But um, just the gist of it is that it kind of showed, quote unquote, the effect of it's like the the hashtag was the hashtag pandemic, pandemic effect, mm. which the hashtag okay. alone is very anane very out of touch. But the graph, the visuals themselves showed. Um, a super pretty like girly girl in her um, gym outfit sitting down on the couch and as time flies by with all the news about the um, pandemic she just grows uglier and uglier with pimple body hair um, and like just be growing bigger and you know so many things spurred from that um, um, ad and all, so many comments from netizens even like especially industry people and of course especially women i feel like paula will be the one to take the lead in this um, oh, yeah. at least for the first um part of this conversation because you know um paula is in the ad industry and you know it's really like she is the spokesperson for women in this group right now. <laughs> um only yeah, woman so, in this in only this woman group, in the room yes. is, <laughs> Out of um, 99 people, <laughs> there's one person. Anyway, um, so yon Paula, take it away. 
Um, it was interesting because like when it when it came out, there wasn't a lot of traction then towards it. And I remember like commenting and then getting some of my comments deleted as well from the page. So that was like very interesting from from the get go, parang and seeing um Hayden ko um, replying to some of the negative comments, trying to defend, of course, their their work. Um, but I think you know, like that concept of putting other people down to empower yourself. It's just something that's been like done with. In advertising in the world of media for decades, like I wouldn't even say just a few years, it should be like decades now since we've done this. And for an agency that claims to be as progressive as um, Yigil is, um, you know, with all of the awards uh, and ads that they've done recently, that's been like very out of the box. It felt it felt very out of touch. And I think like in the quest for virality, um, for that clout or to be discussed. Um, they went completely the wrong way um, with this. It's it's hard to believe that because the agency in this, the advertising industry is admittedly like filled with women. There's so many women in this industry, and it's hard to believe that in an industry as pop, heavily populated with women such as advertising, not a single one of them saw that this was wrong mm-hmm. or like felt iffy about it enough to stop it from happening. To the point, unfortunately, it got to this biggest scale um, and have that much publicity in the worst possible way for an ad that you've created to come to this. Um, ayun, there's there's a way to empower, and I understand because of their insight na to take care of yourself. You know, it's time to get back into that habit of self care after so long. I, I get it, but there's and there are several other ways for you to spread that message without having to imply that women or people in general who got bigger or may not have like the best skincare in this you know time would be would consider themselves ugly or not their best selves because i think if you are just trying to live every single day then you are living your you're do, you're being your best self in as much as you can in this pandemic mm-hmm. It just felt super out of touch. I was very happy though to see a lot of like female creative leaders um, commenting on the posts. Um, and well, we saw Bellos' um, statement, which was released at one in the morning, a very odd time for them to release a statement after all of that. Um, and I hope that we get a statement from the agency as well soon enough mm-hmm. because this is very much their responsibility too. Um, and we'd like to see accountability for that. For an agency as with as much influence as as Kegel does. Yeah, so that's me. <laughs> I mean, it feels like they've they went like um what many steps forward and like 10 steps back with this ad. I mean, given their trajectory, but definitely it's very like irresponsible to put that out, especially at this time na, you know, it's a very vulnerable time for a lot of people and you know, it's totally fine to look however you look like right now. And to put that body standard, parang it's already 2021 na, alam mo yun, wala na yung ganung beauty standard to place. Na, you could have, uh, as Paula was saying, you could have already like maybe celebrated different body types in that, ano, in that um commercial instead of just putting like the one standard um 
girly girl type na parang, oh, this is what you should still look like at this point. But, you know, that's not the reality. And, you know, let's just enjoy. Uh, parang, you know, a lot of people, for us, we we might be privileged enough to feel comfortable enough with our bodies most of the time. But, you know, we all have our days, right? Um, I think Jace um, had a whole Twitter spaces um, discussion oh. on this um usapang katawan so what what uh jace what do you have to say on this issue i just think that i don't know the politics itself of the 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 ad is bad like in my opinion but then the ad itself is just not good <laughs> so i don't i don't know i you know like i i don't know i think that you know when you when you go every day and you see like 10,000, 20,000 new cases and then you release this kind of you release this kind of thing, right? It's like, why are people picking this time, right? Um, to release something like this, you know? Um, I think that, and this is what I wrote in an, in an article. Wow. Love. <laughs> plug yes, plug it. This is what I wrote before, which is... Um, which you can read that, on CNN Life. <laughs> and Philippines life yes anyway um, but what I wrote was that usually people the problem with a lot of cosmetics na, or basa, the systems that are co-opted by beauty standards and whatnot mm-hmm. is that they usually prime they usually prioritize the appearance of health rather than health itself and I think that you know um, being healthy hindi naman siya mutually exclusive from from beauty but then for some reason parang people treat it like people treat beauty as like the superior thing diba? um <laughs> and a lot of people are encouraged to subscribe to a particular beauty standard because they feel like they can't participate in the world if they're if that beauty standard doesn't exist uh, if they don't actually subscribe to it as in if they don't fit that beauty standard diba? especially women which is you know i mean women are, you know, merong sobrang specific na mga things socially for women, di ba? Like, you have to wear heels at certain events. You have to dress to a certain skirt length. You have to, you know, and all of these things, right? And to a certain extent, um, a lot of women have taken back, you know, these beauty standards and kind of um, reclaimed them to a certain extent. So, you know, people can wear makeup to, you know, feel empowered and that's and that's a great thing because people can take care of their skin um, and that's a great thing but then you know there are also all of these companies who take advantage of that reclamation narrative diba? and wala lang nalulungkot lang ako na na like i don't i think that for bello to have released this at all is is just um it's just sad but then to have released it at this particular time is much much sadder um mm-hmm. and this is just my opinion as like an observer um diba parang they're basically comparing they're basically saying that you should be like this and honestly for the longest time um so many campaigns have benefited from that but what because that promotes a certain level of exclusivity diba mm-hmm. you really diba mm-hmm. is a level of exclusivity um but then Right now, diba, we're seeing that the exclusive market, like, know, it, it, it doesn't exist anymore. It has like, been um, established. What do you call What's that word? Established? I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe, yes. or maybe, it, or maybe or it's there. Slowly, then, yeah. Or maybe it's there. But they're already, 
you know, they're already participants of the Belo industry. So why would you target exactly. that market? Right? Exactly. So, like as an ad itself, like it doesn't achieve its objective. And yes. then it ostracizes the entire market that it's trying to, to sell to. To sell to. So exactly. it, it really isn't very effective. On the on the political side, on an ideological side, it's already bad. But then it also as an ad, just it just doesn't do its job. anything or or reinforce anything. Yeah. It actually kind of it's just bad. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and then like I keep thinking back to like, wow, they really spent money on this. You, you, I don't know. It's just, it's just you know, and 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 the, and I just I just wish for future for future ads and all of that. You know, a lot of us Shemper are very wary of 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 marketing strategies in general. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of power. I think there's a lot of power in those things. I think oh, yeah. there there's a capacity, not necessarily to spark some form of social change. I feel like to parang attribute that to just one thing is very, very myopic. Pero mm-hmm. for, for people to parang anything that has some form of economic power and has some form of reach also has the same form of responsibility and accountability and also power to actually say something new. And I just don't think that the ad is really saying something new. Diba? Mm-hmm. I think it's actually saying something that's been abandoned for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not part of ad agencies. I'm just a consumer. I'm just a I'm just a bystander. Um but then yun nga, parang, come on guys like you can do better than this. So I, I just think I just think people can spend their money better on something and it just I they got a really that... expensive director for this too. <laughs> and the fact that they got uh, ano, instead of using like graphic effects, they got an, an actual, actual like, person. An actual person to represent what yeah. is deemed as a bad um body type. So parang yikes. This is really and literally, like, tinanggalan siya ng face. <laughs> like literally, that's that's a form of like. I don't know, removing Erasure. some form of identity. So it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm analyzing it too much. When I no, I think you should. No, like, I, think, I, don't I don't think we can like make, just take ads at like a skin deep it's level. Like, it's, it's, we're done with that. I, as an ad person myself, I always try to look a little deeper than into what we're trying to tell our yeah. target market because we do have a, arguably the widest reach in any form of media yeah, because of true. how much budget um, is allotted for advertisements. So I think we do have that core responsibility. And I think people should be a lot more wary about the ads that they consume and be more vocal about, you know, when ads do these things and make you feel terrible about yourself, to be quite honest. I felt horrible after watching the Bello ad. Like, yeah. <laughs> that it, doesn't even, it doesn't even make you want to go buy Bello. Like, <laughs> it makes me like, want to just like stay at home and never see the world ever again. Oh, and it's like <laughs> that line pa from like one of the friend of the friend when she video called is like ano nang yare para napakasakit. Ano like, yare? Full statement from anybody to say about you, de ba? Uh, honestly, it would have been a more effective. It. it would have been a more effective ad if she was just working and then at. And then before she goes to bed, like she just puts on bello. Like that's you know, parang remember to take care of yourself. Exactly. Parang, or something. Like that's so effective. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, so many ways talaga to go about it. Na... 
I don't know, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, not it, period. Or like preparing to meet people for the first time tapos ang makikita lang nila is mata mo so you put eye cream. So like ang ganda-ganda ng under eye mo, di ba? Come on, Bello. Like, hire Welcome us. to our brainstorming session for free. <laughs> like, um, Bello, if you're listening, I just want to say, I'm kidding, no, no. This is coming for our gig. Mauna, break it kung nakikinig ka, pakigalawang baso. Do better, do better po. I feel like, I feel like it was one of those things that's like, Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard about uh, the, the guy that made um, I almost said call me by your name your name the anime and then he, mm-hmm. that was like a gigantic success right and he was just kind of this random director not from a big company or anything and then um, then he did Weathering With You which wasn't as good in my opinion and a lot of people oh, I yeah. think shared that opinion and it was one of those things that I felt like the guy was so pressured to make something good again after yeah. um, after he made your name that he messed it up With the mm-hmm. second movie and kind of lost the charm of 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 the simplicity of your name, um, and I think that's kind of what happened. I've I've actually met the Gigil uh, people and they're they're nice people, you know. You wouldn't think like they would come up with such an insensitive ad, but um, that that's all the more makes me think like, oh, they probably just had like all this obsess with um, what is what is it RC Cola and uh, just a bunch of like weird ads that they did right, and they were I felt I I gotta feel. Like they they were pressured to make something good again because they it felt like you know they they had like this this grip on I don't know social media or something like they 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 were able to like meme with ads and I don't know I feel like they they messed it up <laughs> they, they 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 went a little too far not a little they went like really too far with this and and tried to make something funny and weird and it just ended up being insulting um, but yeah I hope like yeah I agree with everyone that I hope everyone apologizes and. Yeah, they just make better ads, man. <laughs> like what Jason's saying, it's not that hard to make a, a good ad, but I feel like they're it pretty... Is. Cool. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very hard to make a good ad. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I, I guess like... what? Sorry, that's not what I meant. I guess it's like... Just don't make an insensitive one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy not to be like offensive. Exactly, right? Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. like It's hard to make a, a, a good ad, but it's got to be easy to not be like mean and like sexist. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know? So... Yeah, I, I just hope they, they calm I mean, down a little bit. I mean, we think it's and... easy, but for other people, it just doesn't cross their mind, I guess. No, yeah, but that's that's what I mean. Like, because I've met them, I have to think, like, it was something it, else. Yeah. It wasn't, like, them, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it was probably I just... I that's why it was hard for anybody to believe, like, that this came from this specific agency. Because yeah, I know yeah, yeah. people there as well, and yeah. it's just... Yeah, the last thing I expected from any of them. Exactly, it's like, why? They so, had such a yeah. good track record, you know? Mm-hmm. Recently, yeah. like that they have. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I guess um, Perns, any last words? <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing more that needs to be said. Just I guess in yeah, I think I, I think that was well, that was what uh, Paula was talking about kanina sa Twitter. Na Giggle still hasn't ano, mentioned said anything about it. So yeah, let's ha- accountability lang from the agency that came up with the idea. And hopefully we can move on from this with better intentions. Everyone. Definitely. And speaking of women and battles, and um, we talked about this film um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or a month ago na pala. Um, been, <laughs> you, know, you know, time is just like really weird right now that we don't even know what part of this multiverse we're in. Uh, anyway, 
<laughs> it's Black Widow. This is kind of old news, but let's just touch on it for a while. But Scarlett Johansson sued Disney for breaching the contract uh, for the release of Black Widow, which was supposedly exclusively for theaters, but eventually became um, a double release. What do you call it? Uh, simultaneous release. Simultaneous release between uh, Disney Plus, the streaming service, and theatrical, um, which is apparently a breach in contract. But Disney just kind of... Ang, ang pangit ng wording ng um, statement nila na parang, oh, it's so bad for Scarlett to say this in a global pandemic, something like that. Kind of like gaslighting yes. Scarlett. 100% um, gaslighting. <laughs> yes. So parang, you know, for a movie that was really like much anticipated by everyone. I mean, we're definitely, as viewers, sad that we, we aren't able to see it on the big screen as it was intended to but this added layer and that gaslighting from Disney itself is kind of like why i mean you already you own half of the industry already at this point and like there is a contract and so parang yun yung nagiging issue ngayon or naging issue and since that time um there are rumors that Emma Stone also wants to uh, follow suit Padum Tis uh, followed oh. with another suit. and um, But it's not only with the Disney um, Corporation, also with, um, I think Jared it's Paramount. Um, yeah. Paramount with A Quiet Place too. I think um, John Krasinski Emily and Blunt. Emily Blunt oh, yeah. were oh. compensated for the simultaneous release of that film. And um, yun nga, Gerard, Gerard Butler for uh, Olympus has fallen batama. Yeah, for the fallen series, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um so what's our what are our thoughts? I mean, definitely I feel like we all are on the same page on this one. Um go Scarlet. I mean, Asian representation definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say on the bottom. You know what? I think Disney has a point. No, it's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Yeah. I I have like a a hatred of, of Disney just because like you said they own like half the market and I think anytime that happens in any sort of like competitive like it's it's like film right like I think it does kill a little bit of the a part of me dies inside every time because it's like yeah they're, they're just dominating and, and dictating it's like how can you be greedy on top of that it doesn't make any sense I mean I feel like they could have already just settled like could, behind yeah. the scenes without yeah. saying any of those public statements. Like yeah. uh, honestly, hindi naman siya, I don't think it will affect Disney's business at all. Yeah, uh, to, sure. to pay Scarlett uh, what she's due, and also to even like get bad publicity from this. So why even do it in the first place? My major thing is that if they can do this to one of their biggest names. Scarlett uh-huh. Johansson is an A-list celebrity. Uh, everybody knows who she is. They can do this to someone like Scarlett Johansson and Emma Stone. What can they do to everybody else that works for their company? Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's my thing. So I think it's it's a major win for the entire industry, I think. Yes, it is. Should Scarlett win someone, this battle? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because it sets a precedent for, for everybody else, which she has already done just by suing them. So... It's not that we want Scarlet to win because we really like Scarlet. It's just we want the mouse to lose. Like yes, we do. <laughs> I mean, like this studios should know they should learn know how to take care of their talents. Lamang talaga. 
like they they're the reasons why na we are able to they're partially what the reasons why we consume what they give out to us so like just pay their due lang. and that's why i'm really i have to applaud talaga na scarjo really had, did this she stood up to disney yeah and demanded what was right uh, like i've been reading a lot about it and there is a chance that she might not win it because like there's some like the wording and everything like in the her ano, the suing and the contract yeah. but like but the, the fact is na she came forward with this and now many others ha, are planning to and have it shows na a lot of studios wala silang takas like they they should know better so i you know i hope na actors and actresses of, of whatever how be, ever big they be they'll nail know na may halaga talaga sila if they know the their worth of their talent they will they should get what ano what they, they and deserve. i don't think ano ren eh parang any one of her stature na would just randomly sue disney for no reason right for sure yeah diba and yeah paula's really on, on point then in the fact that she sets the precedent for this and um, you know we had this in 2014 when taylor swift pulled her whole catalog from spotify because it just wasn't right and that was already taylor swift and that kind of changed the way spotify would treat everyone else from then mm-hmm. on so to see this in a, i guess another bigger scale industry oh, yeah. also that this movies is definitely a big win and we are rooting for them and you know parang it's been a years long relationship for scarjo and disney so parang hello they made you billions <laughs> So, literally, literally billions. <laughs> Jace and Dren, any uh, more um, thoughts on this? Well, ako, I don't know. It's just natawang ako dun sa Asian rep- representation joke because also Emma Stone, diba, is also guilty of exactly. taking Aloha, right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I think, I think that you know, I agree that when a certain particular I don't know. Company is is Disney still a company? Is it? I, I don't know if a it's like just one. Uh, but a conglomerate. <laughs> yeah, so just like, this this one thing monopolizes an entire industry. I think that that immediately displaces so many other stories, right? Mm-hmm. And the usual na defense against you know the monopolization of these kinds of things is that they're paying a lot of people, diba? They're pay, they're they're providing a lot of jobs for a lot of people. And we're seeing now that, you know, um A-list stars aren't being treated, you know, in a in a better way. And I, I agree with with Paula's sentiment na, you know, if if you could do this for A-list stars, what about what about the VFX people? What about the, you know, production assistants? What about all of those people? And alam ko na ang laki nung ang laki rin ng debate around um, Marvel and around um, yung mga Disney, whatever, na um, they use VFX because hindi unionized yung mga workers. So, madali yeah. exploit oh, yeah. yung mga people That's, another thing. That's oh, yeah. another thing entirely. Yeah. Um, but then, I think what this just shows us is that, you know, with, with Scarlett Johansson's move, I think that... Um, It's important. That's important. Whether she wins or not is because she opens up this avenue of how to necessarily proceed eh, um, with with these kinds of legal battles, and it sets you know this precedent of like, 
okay, um, if I want to sue someone or if I want to take legal action against a corporation about like this particular thing, there are so many articles now dissecting that, you know. Um, and that provides a map. Eh? That provides a map for a lot of people on how to navigate this very, very tough landscape. Um, if if anyone knows anything about like film and whatever, um, they should know that actors technically are lowest rung, if I'm right. Supposedly lowest rung. Um, unless you're a Hollywood celebrity, like mm-hmm. unless you're a Hollywood like A-list celebrity, right? Um, unless you're a movie star, but generally like sobrang baba ng sobrang baba ng trato sa'yo. And usually, di ba, like, in most cases here in the Philippines, um, parang, well, hindi naman sobrang baba yung trato. I, I, I would hesitate to say that. Pero, um, siguro hindi lang necessarily binavalue ng all particular systems or all particular projects yung creative input ng actors. You know, some people, they're just really hard to solve the problem or to appear on the screen. And the, the cool thing is that we're now seeing some level of also Um, validation of your creative input ng actors, um, especially such big actors, right? Like Hollywood actors. I don't know like what what that has to say about this. I feel like must must immerse in you know you know the the actual system. But then, yun, um, I I think that it's it's very difficult to navigate these things. I don't know. Parang ang petty ko sabihin na parang ayoko manalo si Scarlett Johansson just because it's Scarlett Johansson. But I think that the <laughs> Because a lot of people are saying that, right? Um, parang they would they yeah. would want whoever is filing this to win, except it's Scarlett Johansson. I've heard that a lot on Twitter. Um, and so yeah, valid point yun, I guess for some people. Um, but then I think that if if she does win, um, I think that that makes a great case for like so many of these other people. Also, side note, contracts can be like. Reevaluated, especially given a global pandemic. Ang dami kong kilala. That's yeah. what they said that they didn't allow negotiations. Daw. That's oh, so their biggest gripe. Diba? And it's like. And apparently, um, sorry to add, yeah, but go, go, go. even Kevin Feige himself was apparently, parang shocked that this happened. Na yung really simultaneous releasing. And that's mm-hmm. what I heard. But also to add another... The head of Marvel Studios not know <laughs> I have that no it's going idea. to be a simul release. Anyway. But I, um, what do you call this? Another layer to this is actually a news article or a news bit that came out yesterday also that um, comic book creators whose stories mm-hmm. they use in these comic book <sighs> movies are paid only $5,000 and the thank you card. For the thank you, yeah. <laughs> so that's from the level of Scarlett Johansson to the level of the people who actually like feed the stories of these billion-dollar yeah. um, grossing movies. So, and you just have to wonder, like, where does all of that money go? Does that go to another penthouse? Does that go to cocaine of some of these executives? It's like, <laughs> come on, sorry. Like, anyway, yeah. I didn't right, right, mention drugs. <laughs> but then, yeah. Right. I hate drugs. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, you're, you're 100% right. Like, um, I agree with everything you said, totally. Uh, even as somebody that, you know, is I, yeah, more in, involved in the industry. It's, it's it, 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 like you, you mentioned, like the VFX artists and stuff. Like, they, they're the ones that suffer the most. Like, like, like you guys said, ScarJo, A-list actor. And if she wins the case, I think my worry is... I'm on, I'm on her side because I want her to win because of the mouse, but 
I also hope that it, it has a ripple effect. I hope it doesn't just kind of stop there. Because like people only care because it's her, right? If a random VFX artist said like, oh, I didn't get paid my due and did overtime. Like nobody cared about the, the Sonic the Hedgehog team that fixed Sonic and had to close down shop because because they were forced by the yeah. studio to, to, to fix the VFX in like, like a two months or something before the release. Like, it, it just sucks that it stops there a lot of the time. And I hope it doesn't with this, but you know, we can only hope because it is Disney. They can just, they could pay everyone. Um, and that is the hope, but uh, they could also just, you know, make it go away because they have that power. From a legal standpoint though, if ScarJo wins, then it sets a legal precedent. Yeah, yeah. Her case oh, yeah, can for be sure. used for sure. oh, to yeah. reference any other future cases. ScarJo versus so. the mouse. Black Widow versus the mouse. <laughs> Let's go media law classes. And <laughs> the only reason why I know these things. But yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's it on this issue. But in the theme of wearing red and black widows and um, all those red themed things, let's talk about Taylor Swift a bit, which, which we also mentioned, and who released the 30 track um, wow. track list of Red Taylor's version a few days ago and had people actually solving crossword puzzles like they had no right answer. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just exciting. I mean, definitely, it's super about it until it's released. But great news, there's a Phoebe Bridgers collaboration from the Vault Tracks and also another Ed Sheeran song, which is the first song that mm-hmm. Ed and Taylor wrote before everything has changed. Has changed. Yeah. And um, more, uh, the legendary mythical 10-minute version of All Too Well is going to be on here as well. So um, good news for all the Swifties. And sumakit yung ulo ko kaka-cross-game. Thoughts on this? I know Jace is a big Swifty on here. Okay, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. When Fearless, Taylor's version, dropped like, like the album this year, I played Fearless for 48 hours. The Red oh, Retro. Wow. Oh my goodness. I said, the, not, 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 not the album, ha? the track. I said, just that. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I said, and I was crying. And then I moved on two days after to um, The Way I Loved You. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> it's my, uh. <laughs> and then later, um, Other Side of the Door. Like, uh, I'm really excited for this album. Um, I think that, you know, it. and someone said this on Twitter and I su- super, super agree. I really love how Taylor is framing this whole re-recording process. Like, she frames it like a, almost like one, a scavenger hunt, two, she frames it as like a fun Easter eggy like journey versus like so many other artists na frame na oh I got cheated out of my album you know like this is this is me trying to parang reclaim my narrative you know parang that of course I, that's still there but then it it takes kind of a backseat and it prioritizes na there's so much in this album for you parang there's there's so many reasons for you to buy it right. And I, I, I just I just really like that. Um, so Red is, Red is I think my favorite Taylor Swift album just because State of Grace, State of Grace, like that opening. Yeah. Um, ano pa ba? Like sad, beautiful, tragic. 
um, oh. all of all of these other like amazing, amazing tracks. Like obviously, all too well is like amazing. But yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm really excited for this. Natatawa ako because technically she'll have this and fearless up for album of the year, right? Which she rejected. Um, she rejected. She rejected yeah. the nomination, or at least um she was submitting it because yeah. um on its uh, on its own, fearless is already the most awarded country album in yeah. the Grammys. So, parang she didn't feel like um adding to that anymore, or you know, because it's kind of there's only like six new songs in that um re-recorded version anyway. Uh-huh. So I mean that's good for her. She's not like um being greedy about it in that yeah. sense. Na parang, and she parang it's retaining her retaining the what do you call it? legacy and also the parang purity of that first release parang, yeah. regardless yeah. of what happened. Okay. I don't know, I'm just that would have been so funny because like imagine if like I've seen a bit Olivia Rodrigo or whatever gets like Bumped off of the Grammy starts because of Taylor. It's just oh, <laughs> you know, like because of a Taylor re-recording that most of the people grew up with. You know, like damn. Anyway, yeah, Twitter I, I, will I just, explode. Twitter right? will explode. Right. Anyway, I almost want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but ano naman? Parang it's really you're right. Um, it's nice that Taylor isn't using that angle anymore. That's where it began, definitely. Oh yeah. But now it's like completely about the fan experience and like just being parang nostalgic nostalgia na lang siya but at the same time also we are talking about this in the fearless uh, Taylor's version episode na it's a way for new fans also to mm-hmm. reintroduce themselves to the older work that they may not be familiar with yeah, uh, especially sure. like I saw this TikTok of a teacher parang with a student who's like in parang grade school yata, mm-hmm. who said na, oh, I'm listening to the new Taylor Swift songs, talking about Fearless. And then parang, it's just like, parang that cycle is back up because of the re-released version. So it's just nice to have that. And of course, for the older fans, like have, there's I think seven new tracks on this one. And um, the others are Taylor Swift versions of songs that she wrote for other artists such as um big red and pangalan nun? um uh let me just go back to that i think later. ronan is here right ronan, ronan is uh, here um just, I, I love that song i love that song so much yeah so those things um it's just nice to have bonus content and she just really works really hard and again and again i always say that as a music industry person um it's taylor swift is really the marketing mind and genius that I really look up to because nobody else really does it on her level, at least in my opinion. But, um, you know, there are other people in other genres that are definitely doing it differently in their respective genres and their respective countries. But at least in the pop um, Hollywood-led genre, then this probably, like, uh, top tier na talaga. Um, Anyway, I think Paula... Do you have any thoughts? Because I think the older Taylor Swift <laughs> albums are Paula's like... Parang Being super shady. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. Because, diba, parang mas gusto mo yung mga older Taylor na, backpedal na. Wait, I just want to say, what a year for Jack Antonoff. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What a year. Anyway, wala na. Yeah. Go Paula, go Paula. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even want to say anything. <laughs> I was like fully ready not to comment on this. I mean, I'm just waiting for the 10-minute version of All Too Well. And that, that's that will all, destroy me. That's all I'm going to say about <laughs> It's probably why she left it last. Like the very last track. Uh, must be why. It's the only thing I'm going to listen to on the it's, track. <laughs> it's like, here's 29 songs and here's the grand finale of a 10-minute uh, all too well. Are we all ready for that? Um, probably and not. The, I don't and, know. The only thing, and the only thing is like, it's about Jake Gyllenhaal not <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs> God. White people are so gross. Like, that was just my main takeaway with the yeah. whole... Um, what's her name? Like, the Dax Shepard issue. And Kristen then, Bell, yeah. I think Kristen Bell. <laughs> they don't be their kids sometimes. What? <laughs> And Sometimes. themselves as well. Yeah, I was like, dude. <laughs> I don't care if it's colder in your country. It's gross, man. Right? <laughs> Stop. Right? Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jake, if you're listening. They're, they're, they're part of our listeners, right? Kristen, Dak. Yeah, Jake. most likely. Yeah. Hey, guys. Jake, uh, Jake <laughs> if, if you're listening, I love you. I think you deserve all too well. I'm getting no idea. Just take, just take a shower. Like, he really remembers it. You were yeah. well. <laughs> you were great at Nightcrawler. Please take a bath. Please take a bath. Anyway, what I just mentioned is Better Man by Little Big Town, which was uh, a demo that didn't make it to, ta- to Red originally, and it went to Little Big Town, and it won awards. And now Taylor Swift is also releasing that um, Taylor version of that vaulted track. But anyway, also speaking uh, of the word red and the theme red, um, we were just talking about this um, on our group chat. Um, Idris Elba released uh, <laughs> a red-colored character on his <laughs> poster on his Twitter, and it is Knuckles for the Sonic sequel. Um, any initial thoughts on this? Yay. I love I love Sonic. I love Sonic so much, like the character, and I love the movie. The movie was really fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And um, I really wanted it to get a sequel because I love Jim Carrey as well. And I wanted them to come back as Dr. Robotnik. And I knew they had to bring in Knuckles. And I was thinking, who are they going to cast as Knuckles? Because it's a weird accent. And they decided on Idris Elba. And I just watched Suicide Squad, so it's all coming together. I love Suicide <laughs> yeah. Squad. I thought it was, I thought this is a little preview for. For later, I love Suicide Squad. I loved him as Deadshot. I think it's perfect. I, 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 I team natin, no? it's all connected. Hashtag yeah. it's all Blood connected. Sport. And yeah. funnily yeah. enough, Chris Elba appears on Taylor Swift's album in the song "Gorgeous." Oh, is it DJ? Oh yeah, is DJ Idris Elba. Yeah, that's just Idris Elba saying some British um, intro to the song oh, okay. "Gorgeous," and. Because they were in the movie Cats together. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Oh, yeah. That oh, happened. Yeah. Right. Yes, that happened. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I just sound like a major, like, Sonic apologist or whatever, but I I, I love it. <laughs> Can't but wait. it's a fun movie. Don't apologize it was good, yeah. for uh, <laughs> liking it. I want to see... It our childhood. I, I don't see anything wrong with, like, being obsessed with Sonic. <laughs> speaking of Olympics also, the Sonic Olympics... Um, Happy Me. Yeah. Oh, and those were Sonic themes. So 
speaking of Olympics, that's a nice memory also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess before we head to the Suicide Squad, one last thing related to also Red in some way is Robin or Tim Drake, the Tim Drake um, version, iteration of Robin has come out as bisexual in the comics after what? How many years was it? 67 Eight, years? 81. 81 pala, sorry. So, um, in this uh, new um, comic called uh, Batman Urban Legends number 6, there was a quote-unquote um, light bulb moment between Tim Drake, Robin, and um, his friend Bernard, where the kind uh, just TLDR, um, I mean, it's a short strip that you can read online. Um, parang there was a spark between them when they were fighting alongside each other and um, si Bernard asked Robin out or Tim out and he said yes. So I guess um, we'll see. I think there's going to be more developments on this um, storyline come December in the next issue. But uh, thoughts? I mean, yes. <laughs> Period. That's it. I mean, I, I think there's been a long-running um, joke for Robin, whether whatever Robin um, iteration there is about being Batman's gay sidekick or something like that. Um, but it's nice to have one of the many um, people who have the Robin um, emblem on their chests uh, actually have that representation. Because we have the different, uh, we have like Damian Wayne, who's Batman's son, and all that type, all those robins out there but to have a bisexual at the very least um for such an iconic character is really great for um the lgbt plus community so um any other thoughts on this i believe damian wayne is asexual that's always just been my belief and i will stick to that especially given this tim drake narrative i mean he is a child right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have nothing really I have nothing really thought I'm just I hope the the no, DC does they they just don't drop it like they just they don't don't drop this storyline like I hope the reception makes them realize na how how pivotal it is for to have this kind of representation in someone like Tim Drake Tim Drake's Robin talaga so I think in a way na parang how a lot of uh, people related to Raven when in the no, Teen Titans show, I think they, this could go go the same way if DC uh, plays their cards right. So, hoping I mean, I hope that seeps in into like larger mainstream DC um, um, outputs or like media. Like, you know, in Harley Quinn, the animated series, um, she has a relationship with um, Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Right? Maybe, so, yeah. To see, maybe that would be an avenue for Tim Drake to have that storyline because Harley Quinn herself has that storyline mm-hmm. in that show. So, you know, uh, I hope there's a bigger platform for this story also moving forward and not just comic books, which are definitely not really as widespread as TV shows or films. No? Yeah. Or even video game, man lang sana. I mean, with the new um, Gotham Knights coming out as well could be something we could do with it. 
Yeah, so I guess that leads us to if anyone else has anything to say. Um, ang ganda ng mga ano natin, no? connections to the rest of <laughs> to the red, <laughs> the red element. <laughs> we Don't just winged it. Um, no planning necessary. Um, now we're talking about the Suicide Squad. Emphasis on the yeah. the or the. Oh. It's like mm-hmm. um the school that we know and we love. <laughs> uh, not that <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, The Suicide Squad which is a 2021 um, soft reboot of <laughs> Suicide Squad <laughs> in the DC EU or the DC Extended Universe and this is um, held by James Gunn who after some controversy over at Marvel Studios found an opportunity at DC to create his own crazy, insane, absolutely uh, chaotic world in the Suicide Squad. So I guess first let's talk about um, the first David Ayer Suicide Squad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> Do we have to? What? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, you know, a divisive um topic among people because you know some people um some people who are more casual moviegoers enjoyed it naman as the action ip that just showed harley quinn joker and everyone else but temporary a lot of hardcore fans um didn't necessarily enjoy it because of the treatment of the kind of music video like that's how people describe it it's like a music video um, just showing different parts and different characters, and um, yon parang recently with the release of this current Suicide Squad, David Ayer also um posted some words because of um I guess because of the popularity of this year's um Zack Snyder's Justice Cut. League Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. people some people are calling for um the Ayer David Cut, Ayer Cut yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Ayer Ayer. Uh, <laughs> 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 na exhausted na dun. Um. Anyway, yeah. Some people, hindi na on camera mo. <laughs> <laughs> some pe- some people have been asking for that because um David Ayer himself has um said some sentiments about the theatrical theatrical cut not being um his vision um and the studio. I mean, kind of like in a sense, Zack Snyder that sentiment na the studio meddling got in the way of the vision of what the movie was supposed to be. So, any fleeting thoughts? Um, R.I.P. fleets on Twitter. Um, any fleeting <laughs> thoughts on David Ayer's Suicide Squad? Ako, after I watched the Suicide Squad or the James Gunn version, um, I did a rewatch and I survived a rewatch of Suicide Squad 2016 and I honestly thought it I guess it just did its purpose and nothing much more than that of the purpose of having a random blockbuster popcorn movie featuring the Suicide Squad characters and that's kind of it and I would say you know props to that movie for giving birth to the Harley Quinn we all know and love and the revival of the Harley Quinn um, character in the mainstream media so parang I guess it kind of just was there and did its purpose at the very least. So that's my uh, take on New Year's Suicide Squad. 
that, that, that movie gave birth to Harley Quinn, but it was such a like like hypersexualized version of yeah, her. Not I a good version of, hi- of Harley. <laughs> yeah. I I when the first time I saw Suicide Squad, I liked it. And I didn't realize how much everyone hated it until after. <laughs> because whenever I would talk about it, they would be like, oh yeah, I hated that movie. And I'd be like, ah, yeah, same. Not, not really. I liked it. <laughs> uh, like I know a lot of people who yeah who don't like it that's totally fine I get it but I, I do admit it's a bad movie and I like it like not because it's a good movie I definitely it's definitely one of those movies that's like it's it's bad and I only like it as like a guilty pleasure type of thing mm-hmm. uh, on David Ayer like having that statement I, I read like his his long like rant on it uh, on, on Twitter like everything and it, it isn't very professional because it's like, you know, it's like a uh, people's court type of thing. So it doesn't look very good. But at the same time, it's also like, what other choice does he have? Um, and I, I just hate that there are people out there who, who really like bully him to an extent and say like he's literally the worst like director of a superhero movie ever, things like that. Uh, which is insane because there's a lot of really bad superhero movies. Yeah. Out there. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, people say like, oh, Suicide Squad is like uh, garbage and stuff like that. And I feel like it kind of turned into a meme. Um, but not like the funny kind, like the mean kind, where it's just kind of cool to hate on David Ayer and Suicide Squad. Um, and he had enough, you know, he's a great director. He's obviously done stuff before that. And it's all, it's, it's fantastic stuff. Um, and I think it's unfair for him to be judged on just one movie, especially when we all know that, you know, DC was, all of the movies were kind of bad at that point, <laughs> you know? like pre-justice league except for wonder (laughs) woman everything was bad and i'm a fan of the dcu everything was bad like minus it it wasn't good so it's like it's okay (laughs) why do we all hate this one movie in particular it doesn't make any sense um and i I have to chalk it up to like you know the the bad side of cancel culture um so it sucks and i don't know if i want him to get the David Ayer cut because mm-hmm. I'm not sure what kind of precedent that would set for people. <laughs> like you just gotta go back and fix your movie. I don't know about that mentality. I kind of I I I think you know when when you made a film, you just have to deal with the consequences. Basically, I'm sure like Martin Scorsese would like to go back and redo Passion of Christ, but he's not gonna do that. <laughs> so yeah, like it, it's I I'm on his side, but I don't think he should get to do the Ayer cut because. I don't know what kind of precedent that would set for other filmmakers. Um, but yeah, I like that. So, And I guess in terms of like the Suicide Squad, parang it's kind of more flexible versus Justice League Now you really kind of had to like defend the Snyder Cut in some sense. Na parang Suicide Squad is kind of like the B squad in that universe in terms of like Siyempre, the Justice League yung panlaban mo sa Avengers and in this Marvel versus DC world. But you're right nga na parang it's forgivable to just like let it pass and just like accept yeah. it for what it is. Yeah, and uh, sorry, another thing is that, you know, Zack Snyder wanted to finish like Justice League. He had a very good reason for leaving and uh-huh. coming back, right? Yeah, so, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I want yeah. to say. Also, like, it's been years. Like, why is David Ayer only saying this now? Exactly. Right? Like, he it could have really done it, like, a year after the release of Suicide Squad na, oh, my vision wasn't, like, you know, respected by the studio, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. But it's just, yeah, the timing was just really off for him to go on that rant when yeah. the success of The Suicide Squad was, like, 
coming out. So, yeah. I think ano, like this... Yeah, pwede rin, di ba? Makiride na lang siya nung time na yun. I don't know. It's just weird timing. Although, like, as much as I didn't like Suicide Squad 2016, um, and I think a big reason as to why it's the most memed um, DC movie is because the trailer was so good. So everybody's yeah, expectations of it were, like, super high, especially after all of the mess that DC had made thus far. Um, and then when it came out and it became, like, a giant disappointment, I feel like people were just super let down because there was hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you took that hope yeah, away from them. That's true. I think that's why. But I think it was wasted potential because you had a really good cast. Um, right? Like you got um, Will Smith as Deadshot, uh, Margot oh. Robbie as Harley Quinn, and everybody else in that movie was great. I mean, Amanda Waller, Viola Davis' Amanda Waller is to me like was the best part about Suicide Squad 2016. Yep. And that was um, the height of like how to get away with murder. Exactly, also. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Diba? Um, Jared Leto's Joker not standing <laughs> for that film. But... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I rewatched Suicide Squad a month ago and it's like, no, this is just as bad as I remember. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, if anything, I'm just happy that it gave birth to these characters that we now know very well. Um, Boomerang, I think, like, and oh, we'll yeah, discuss this more later. Um, Boomerang was such a great, he's such a great actor, and I wish we got more time with him in general for uh-huh. both these movies. Um, so yeah, if anything, I'm thankful that Suicide Squad 2016 gave birth to the Suicide Squad 2021. <laughs> and if there's anything to be thankful for, it's probably that. And okay. I guess on that note, naman, um, in terms of any types of redos this is the redo that the suicide squad 2021 is like yeah. instead of um like giving more money to the a year cut or whatever <laughs> this is just like trying to resolve that um parang i guess public sentiment on what has been done with the first movie which isn't necessarily connected to this aside from being in the same universe with the same characters um but Yeah, um where do we begin with the Suicide Squad? Well, I guess the fact na it's James Gunn is already like a pretty solid choice in terms of um where this was heading. Um but you know, parang just that first a uh, sequence, that first big sequence alone was like already like an indication of what was to come in this um in this whole movie um any anyone want to begin on that discussion Paula it was crazy like i knew that they were going to kill like 80% of the cast in like the uh-huh. first 20 minutes i didn't expect them to kill them off in the first 5 minutes like that was <laughs> insane like that watching that was like i had no idea what was what i was coming into when i watched when i started the suicide squad and that set like a really good tone for the rest of the film because i knew that like whatever i expected from it was just going to get subverted anyway so it was great um uh, weasels <laughs> it was so funny it was so funny like it was so good as in literally laughing out loud when he was drowning <laughs> but yeah i mean i think it's if they continue on with like sequels 
I, I want it to be like this. Like, just get, like, a bunch of A-list actors and then kill them off in, like, the first <laughs> minutes of the film. I want it to be, like, a continuous thing. My favorite part about... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that my favorite part about Weasel Drowning is that Weasel is played by James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny to me that they were like, hey, I want you to be in my movie. Hey, That's what? Die. <laughs> Just do the first one to die. <laughs> From being a stand-in raccoon to now being a weasel. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing talaga. Yeah. I wanted to see more of Pete Davidson as well. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, well. spoiler alert of people who died. But yeah, I kind of wanted, as Paula was saying, Captain Boomerang to at least oh, yes, like, a while oh. longer because I thought he was going to be like, at least, I mean, uh, in terms of villains naman, Captain Boomerang is not necessarily an unknown. So parang, that was yeah. a choice to like, just get off him in the the first five minutes. Nga. Yeah. Oh my god, Nathan Fillion as well. Because like Nathan <coughs> Fillion is a geek god. Like to everybody who is like mm-hmm. was a nerd in like the early 2000s. Nathan Fillion was the guy. Um, so to kill him off in the first five minutes and to give him a character like PDK. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I loved it so much. Like there's this uh there's this thing in cinema that um I think a lot of directors try to live by, which is that um, all the scenes in your movie, but it's all the sequences rather, or scenes in your movie, especially the opening one, have to encapsulate the entire movie as much as possible so that the tonality remains the same. And Suicide Squad does that perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> the first five minutes is perfect because it's it captures the intensity, the seriousness, you know, with Amanda Waller, that great scene with Deadshot um, in the war room and how Amanda Waller is, you know, messed Blood up and, board. you know, is willing yeah. to kill, you know, isn't it Bloodsport? Uh, blood sport. Blood sport. Yes. Sorry, my bad. So I guess I'm not a fan. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, but yeah, Bloodsport um, and, and Amanda Waller. So it captures that whole, um, the intensity, but it also captures the absurdity. John Cena's character is so stupid. It's such a dumb character. His name's Peacekeeper, <laughs> but he's not. That's like his... <laughs> and then he's the antithesis of his name. He has that line about, in the trailer about eating uh, penises like, on the beach and it's perfect. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And that would mean like saving everybody. I yeah, would. I would do yeah. it, you know, for liberty. And it's like, what? <laughs> like nobody would. And Ratcatcher is the perfect foil to that. She's like the heart of the movie, as as oh, James yeah. said, because she says like, that. why would anyone do that? <laughs> She's the only one with like common sense. Um, and yeah, they they they. I I actually really like the fact that they kill like ninety percent of the first squad when it comes in because that is what suicide so is about. You know, uh-huh. it's not. Because in the first one, it's kind of like like two of them die. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's kind of sad. But it's supposed to be like Rogue One of Star Wars, but times 100. Like, they're, they die. <laughs> Everyone dies. That, that's the whole point of it. And they, have a, they, you know, they do a great job of, of building up certain characters so that they all feel like they do something useful, right? Michael even, Rooker. <laughs> yeah. Even, even though, like, some of them are kind of like, uh, you are comic relief. They're great comic relief. Like we saw, like we said, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it, I feel like James Gunn. I have such a strong belief in horror movie directors, and that's where James Gunn came from. And James mm-hmm. Gunn is the guy who did Movie Forty Three, which is like the worst movie of twenty thirteen, and then he did Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So it's it's like really his ability to 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 hit or miss is really like you know up there but his background in horror movie directing is what made him perfect for this i think because he wasn't afraid he wasn't afraid of blood he wasn't afraid of the effects yeah. he wasn't afraid of yeah. killing everyone and 
um, on a on a note for like the future of the DCU, I feel like that's where they're going towards is just getting a bunch of uh, horror directors and letting them do their thing. You know, like James Wan and the guy that did it. Uh, I forget his name. It's, it's Andy Muschietti. Andy Muschietti. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm such a I'm such a believer. Um. I'm sorry. I, I was supposed to, I wanted to go last because I was thinking like, I'm gonna have a lot to say, but never mind. I'll just like jump in whatever. I just I love it so much. Okay. <laughs> so good. So good. But I think you know in general what this movie does so well is that it's not. I I think. The, the 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 new direction of the D, the DCEU at this point is that they don't really care too much at for now with parang with the standalone movies being too connected to the rest of the world and it mm-hmm. was just like an open playground like surprising to know that you know James Gunn just got the green light to do all of this in parang with such huge scale and be able to pull it off, right? Of course, we have the Harley Quinns of it all, but to be able to just get all these like obscure characters and make something out of them and and also like that wild choice of a villain in uh, Starro also and that Starro <laughs> It's just like really, parang, alam mo yun, they just went ham on it and they allowed him to do it and without any like it was it's kind of loose na parang where does this fall in the timeline um i think that in the timeline it's kind of more like definitely after um harley quinn and the birds of prey but mm-hmm. as, aside from that we don't know what happens parang there's no like connection mm-hmm. aside from the characters and yeah we're having the little you know, girl nobody cares it's like a comic book exactly it's yeah. Like yeah. a comic book issue you don't know where yeah. it is in like the grand I, scheme of things I and hate that's what it. i like about it yeah i really hate it when like in in the marvel movies or in the dc movies they go like why don't you get superman to do this like we don't care we <laughs> stop yeah <laughs> or like where, where's thor where's hulk or whatever it's like man it doesn't matter Stop it. So right. like it reminds me of the superhero movies from the 2000s where they were all just doing their own thing. Like we didn't need it to be connected to anything else. And we were all just having fun. Yeah. And I like that the Suicide Squad did this. Yeah. Rather than like trying to do what Marvel did because they own that. They have that. Let them have yeah, that's that. That's there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and parang yun na nga. you can just come in and just watch yeah. it. Without... Pioneer. Don't yeah, copy. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Jace, I think Jace has something to say on this. Oh, I just think that, I think, I think that DC kind of found fun again. Yes. Does that make sense? I just feel like all of the other iterations before weren't centered on fun. You know, like, like you know what I mean? Like, for example, Man of Steel. Man of Steel was very okay. self-serious, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that the previous Suicide Squad was also kind of self-serious. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Uh, and, and the thing is, like, I think that one of the reasons why I hate to compare them because, you know, like, uh, but like the, one of the reasons why Marvel kind of is like, people gravitate towards it. It's, it's really because it's a fun watch. You know, it's, it's something that you will watch with like a bunch of your friends and you'll throw yeah. popcorn at, at the screen whenever someone dies, you know, or something like that, right? Um, but, but with this, yeah, it's like, it's fun again. I know that there have been other fun like DC Shazam. stuff before. Shazam, uh, like Shazam yeah, right? But then, um, nga, I think that this just shows that aspect of it. Side note, super interesting na medyo si director and si 
James Gunn ng Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Both Guardians. Yeah. Isn't it the same villain technically? Like Hive Mind. Oh yeah, he's the like a god one. because he owns yeah, the, the planet. He is a planet. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like it's so this was better though <laughs> than the second <laughs> Guardians film. Yeah, yeah. I and I also just think I also just think that someone described it very very aptly. Um, I I won't say who. Um, but then someone described it on Twitter very aptly. Na parang it's like everyone had either no script. They were just told like <laughs> this is like your objective as a character. Yeah. Just say whatever you want. Which I think, which I think, so good. In a in a in a, in a universe where in all of the all of the all of the media that we consume, all of the films, the TV shows are so meticulously like placed. You no, know, no, like yeah. everything has to have like a a purposeful line, or it has to have like a well crafted. Oh, uh, you know, and and really, they just let the characters have fun. You know, they, they are they are mercenaries. They, they're kind of they're I don't know if mercenaries is the right word, but like they're all from prison, you know, like they, they all literally have no nowhere, you know, it's like their first time out and it's like they have nothing better to do technically, you know. And and you maganda about it is that it everything that's happening is like supposedly high stakes. Yeah. But then how the characters treat it is super low stakes. <laughs> Which is great. I think that's great in a superhero movie because you know, if you're a superhero, you know, extraordinary shit is pretty normal, right? Yeah. So, wala lang. I I I think that I think that you know, there's a level of fun. There's this level of like almost improv that they literally can say anything and it, it would make work. sense because <laughs> charismatic yung actors. I think that that's the other thing. I think that before good casting. Yeah. Oh, I think that before in the previous iterations, you know, they were so self serious and. You know, they, it kind of almost they all had to kind of dull their charisma to fit a particular tone of the universe. Does that of make Snyder verse? God, Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. Oh, Best you know, and, and and it's like, And Henry Cavill in like Man from Uncle is amazing. Like as in, Like wow, so charismatic. Yeah, like he just enters a room and it's like whoa, But then I don't know, like. I think that here it's it's pretty fun, and I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not always. I don't always necessarily think that. Maybe me as a as a as a film critic slash as a as a writer, like I really like I really like it when things try for something new, and but then I also super respect things that go for something that's just really really effective, you know. And I think that this is really really effective. Eh? I think that in a you know in a pandemic setting like. You're consuming all of this like super self-serious stuff, and then you just really want something you can watch, not brainlessly, because I think actually that metal intelligence, yung, yung show, I think that it, it's very self-aware, which is why it's it's funny even if the moments aren't supposed to be funny, right? Um, but to a certain extent, na parang you can just allow yourself to watch it. And it's captivating enough that you don't want to watch it while you're washing the dishes or something. That's a, that's characteristic of like a Netflix show, right? Like mm-hmm. a Netflix yeah. show is like it has a lot of dialogue, so you can imagine what's happening. Um, you know, versus here, na the dialogue and what's happening is kind of completely opposite. Yeah. Right. Like they're walking through a jungle and they're talking about you know 
sucking dicks on a beach, right? Or like um, they're showing each other off and everything. And they're showing off. And it's like, but yeah, and I, I think it's it's so smart. And the way that it kills off like certain characters is also pretty. It's it's pretty earned. Like everyone's like deaths are pretty earned. Everyone's lives are pretty okay. well earned. You know? yeah. I think it's fun. I yeah. I would I would recommend it to like friends so we can watch. Oh, yeah. Feeling like the we would we would do the same. Actually, the fun thing is like how the film starts, which is that they're all placing bets, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that that's something that people actually do. Right? People actually, yeah. like, in real life would do, like, when they watch a movie like this. And that just tells you that they kind of know their audience now. Because most exactly. of their audience will most likely be younger younger generation right? fans na, I don't know. Ayun, um, yeah. I think this would be fun and it would be a great drinking game. Oh, uh, right. Like, like you could have a great drinking game while watching this movie. Yeah. Which is, I think that the film is kind of built for that kind of audience. Yeah. And speaking Which is of our that, next popcorn episode, oh. us having a drinking game while watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, Antal, because speaking of that, parang I like how they kind of got that format of the Arrowverse of like having a team behind like the Suicide Squad and this parang behind Amanda Waller versus the last Amanda Waller who just killed off the, the oh, people yeah. who were behind it. And it's, it's, it's just fun nga na to have that relatable human aspect of it uh, as Jace was mentioning. That was a fun, fun uh, part. And the part where I kind of was starting to call na what they were gonna do with Amanda at the end of it. And I was like, yes. That was just like very like... Um, I guess uncharacteristic if you were still in that old serious Snyderverse aspect of it of the DCEU. Um, Burns, any thoughts on general things? I don't know. I like I remember the like because I just watched it last night for this episode. Yay! Like I remember na when I finished watching my my laptop was dying. Na. It was dying because but when I finished it, I breathed a huge sigh of relief. I was like. Thank you, God. This exists. I I feel at I feel literally I felt at peace, talaga. That's what I felt. I had so I had so much fun. It was such a fun movie. Uh, it was so chaotic, but I never got lost. Like I never wanna wala. Na sobrang gulo niya. Pero like, it was so much fun. Wala. I I'm I'm just amazing how James Gunn was able to do this. Na I if I if I recall correctly, na. They, he was supposed to do a, a Superman, but he said, no, I don't want to do that. And they said, uh, DC said, okay, you can do whatever you want. And he said, oh, I want to do a Suicide Squad. And I was like, oh my, okay, I see it. And now that I get to see it in real life, I was like, oh my God, it, it's like it's meant to be. The gore, the craziness, the humor, the heart and warmth in it, it's, it's something James Good would do. It's like he was yeah. meant to And do of this. misfits type of... Like, um... Yeah. Exactly. Like even like Scooby Doo way even back like was like that Scooby-Doo kind Doo of Guardians. Like, this is you know like I don't know how, but he's able to translate it so well. And in a way, now we us as uh, audiences will receive it so well. Like he knows we'll have a good time. Nah, 
and that's exactly what this ano talaga this movie gave me like it gave me a good time it was such a riot talaga like i almost, it's exactly the type of movie i know that the whole audience in the cinema will be laughing together like they'd be they'd be pointing yun nga they they'd be throwing popcorn at the screen in the first five minutes i was like oh oh my god i just i'm just so happy na i got to see this in a way na like siguro sa, sa snyder cut i was very okay okay good now, there's this parang redemption na this this vision that he had was finally had finally come true but for this one talaga i was happy na I guess because of what the old one, because of the old one. But to see na these characters from the comics actually have some like have some fun, but like they literally killed off in what they're because that's what the Suicide Squad really is. is yeah. And I get to see these other not so famous characters get the limelight. Like no one really knows who Bloodsport is. King uh-huh. Shark. He's not. He's not one of the big bigger. I know. Not uh bigger. Uh, Justice League uh, bad guys. Ratcatcher 2? Uh, these are such stupid names, but when you see what he's done with it, sobrang... You really root for them. How? Yeah, you really root them. How will you... How did he make it work? And it, it worked. For some reason, he made it work. So, It's like the James Gunn golden touch my gosh. in terms of making obscure things like really um, like golden and parang just fun period. And um, tawag dito. I guess yun nga. If King Shark, uh, if you're familiar at least with the the Flash series version, it's a highly intellectual like mm-hmm. shark creature. But to make him like to dumb him down into some sort of just himbo type of character was just really no, no. and uh, um, voiced by Sylvester Stallone also. Right? <laughs> so parang it's just really like. The you choices. Really, they so got Sylvester Stallone to do yeah. that shit. Like, oh my okay. god! I just, I'm in awe that they got him to agree to it in the first place. I mean, he it's got Bradley weird. Cooper to do a raccoon. But <laughs> so. it seems like more is... within Bradley Cooper's and uh, personality than yeah. like me seeing That's true. Sylvester yeah. Stallone do That's this. True. Yeah. Yeah, but to, to what Burns said, the um. It's like a masterclass in filmmaking because, like, like the prince said, it's not supposed to work. The plot is like cotton candy, like it's that thin. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's a moment where Harley Quinn's like taken in as a princess because this dude <laughs> falls in love with it, and it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. Her killing her work. boyfriend because of the red flags. Exactly, which is a wonderful. Moment. That's such a cool scene. That was That's a great monologue, a cool by the way, scene. by Harley. I love that monologue. Yeah, it's a great scene. Wonderful. Probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, but it doesn't make sense. Like, it, it, it just, you know, <laughs> there's so many moments where they're all supposed to die, but they don't because wala lang, diba? But he makes it work. It's so interesting because, you know, usually the story comes first. That's the whole thing. Like, story comes first, story comes first. But this one, it's like, characters. through the story, characters come first. The cool, weird characters, like the polka dot guy, And druggy Taika Waititi. Dude, oh my god, polka dot guy. dot guy who's like in the most random movies, but he's so good every time. I don't know what his name is. Um, I think his name is David Desmalshan. David Desmalshan. Yeah. And the the thing that I love about Suicide Squad, which I wish I did movies, which I wish movies did more, is that they don't like skimp on the budget. Like they spend on everything. Like there is a shot in the movie where they're partying in the club. 
and this dude who's obsessed with his mom, it smash cuts to like a three-second <laughs> shot. Mom, it's so good. <laughs> exactly, smash cuts to a three-second shot of him dancing with like nine of his moms. They didn't need to do that. How much money did they spend on VMX to do that shot? But they did it because they were like, it's gonna look. You could tell that James Gunn was just saying, do it because it's gonna look sick. Like he doesn't care about why. He just cares that it looks cool. <laughs> Oh, and that was kind of like the heart the... of Polka Dot Man then, eh, diba? It really was. Um, uh, basically, he needed therapy. And I think yes, a lot. that was his therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he was able to like, not really get over it in the end, but confront it. Yeah. And get stepped on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But his arc was complete. So I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think you could have done anything else with that uh, character. Yeah. yeah. I think what uh, works talaga with these DC films that we all appreciate is because They understand the source material. Like it's not mm, faithful. Yeah. I don't think it's faithful at yeah. all to anyone. Yeah, no. They understand like the whole concept behind it and and the energy that these particular um characters and stories have. So I'm happy that we have more of them now in our in the DCEU catalog. Yes. More, <laughs> more, more. We want more. Like who doesn't want DC to do well, right? Like we honestly, all yes, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we still do watch it, but ha, seeing it do, uh, do it at its best is like just really nice to see and like enjoyable more than anything. And I guess speaking of characters, as Duran was mentioning, Harley Quinn in this movie, of course, we can't not talk about that. Uh, this is one of the best iterations. I mean, there were this is the third appearance of Harley Quinn in the DCEU. I mean, definitely, I really loved. Um, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey and that was like a fun you know that's kind of like yeah. post breakup Harley and all that but this Relatable. one that uh, parang human vulnerable mm-hmm. moment of Harley just being a girl who who's gone through some really bad relationships not just really bad but maybe like horrible <laughs> relationships really bad yeah. I mean she, she became Harley because of that anyway but Yeah, and that was just a really powerful moment for her to own that. And I think uh, the respect also of James Gunn in this movie for him to, I think, um, see Margot wasn't comfortable having the tattoo damaged oh, yeah, yeah. on uh, yeah. Harley. So they removed it na from this movie. And also like the intricate, intricate details of um, the tattoos. I think um, the tattoo at the back of Harley Quinn's at Harley Quinn's back nagpalit din siya from I forget what it is but from Mr. J's something to nobody's something parang something like that oh, to that sentiment that's so that's really great parang in the details pa lang but in general that scene where Harley was just like going all out with all the flowers that was exactly. like an amazing I think amazing it was so sequence. good because like for a lot of I know the perception of being girly is this one thing of like You know, dresses and all of that. For Harley, her perception of being girly is like straight up murdering bitches. <laughs> and I think that's great. Like the the focus of Harley, like at her best, at her most comfortable, and showing her with all of these flowers and like these animated creatures running about. It was so good. And like this is what I want for her, really, Super. just to be respected the way that she was as a character in this whole film. It's so good. Super small like thing, but again, it's a directoral choice that the James yeah. did. It made that scene really, really cool. Is that he didn't remove the blood? Yeah, you know, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people would have just done the flowers, and that I think that the scene looks completely different if you do that because it becomes like okay, she doesn't realize what she's doing, 
instead of she totally realizes what she's doing, (laughs) but she also sees beauty in it, right? Exactly. It's totally different. And just that tiny thing that he does shows how masterful he is with with his with his craft. He really he really understands what the audience is gonna get by doing certain things. And it's awesome. And that whole scene of like her realizing that these people want to save her, that these people care about her. And she's just like, you can do it again. I just, yeah. this, is, this is, I don't want to ruin your hard work. You know, that was the vibe that I got from her and it was just exactly. amazing to see. I can go back inside. Yeah, like, oh. you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love After it. years of abuse and not being respected as a human person, the fact that she was validated as someone worth, worth saving. saving. Yeah. Um, even though she is a badass on in her own right, and she knows it, parang that alone was like a moment of um just really like precious moments between characters who are more or less like disposable to this universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, totally and also, like yeah, sorry, go. Paula, yes, go. Oh no, speaking of disposable characters, what was the name of the guy that they completely forgot about? Milton, this is Milton. Milton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you very ano, very ano lang, nonchalant lang si Holly, si Harley. Who's, who's Milton? Where are Milton? Like that one sport was Milton. <laughs> Milton. Who's Milton? Milton was still with us? Yes, he's been helping. What would Milton do? <laughs> I thought he was in the car. I, can, uh... I don't know. I thought he was in the car. After Milton died, like when Bloodsport was directing everybody, he's like, "You got it, Milton." Like, oh, attention. <laughs> She's so good. Oh my god. But <laughs> also back to ano, back to um peacemaker. Ang ganda rin ng like talking about the American society and oh yeah. How, you know, oh, it's yeah. the antithesis to being Captain America because I think Peacemaker was actually intended to be that type of um, mm-hmm. parang Captain America gone wrong doing anything in the name. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So parang ang ganda rin nung naging parang at the core of it aside from having all the alien staros out there um, or like the staro. What do you call those like mini staros? Like... Babies. The sparrows, right? Yeah, the baby baby sparrows. Um, parang, parang at the core of it is also talking about the bigger like political aspect of what it means to be an American, especially right now, I think. Especially with the cast of misfits nga and like um different people like with Ratcatcher nga and you know, we also we haven't talk, spoken about Rick Flag, who also has I guess Amazing. Anar- Ang ganda ng arc din niya, but who knows what happened? Who knows what happened to Enchantress at this point? But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, maybe she's just like out there somewhere. But um, pero words also. So yeah, peacemaker. What a joke. What a joke. Yeah. I did not expect them to like show the heart. <laughs> like, that was yeah. Weird. That was even weird. though the story doesn't make sense, the the heart and the characters, it's all there. Amazing. <laughs> literally there. The heart's literally there. It's yeah. Bleh. That, that ano, great scene of him punching the really good. And the post-credit scenes, you know, is also like, okay, I like how they didn't just kill him, see, see Peacemaker, because it's like, okay, what, what, how are you going to redeem this guy who is like the antithesis of, like all the bad parts of America, basically, which, by the way, is also mentioned by the, um, 
at the girl, uh, the the freedom fighter leader who was like, you know, typical Americans, you just walk yeah. in guns blazing. Guns blazing. Yeah, which is great. Uh, so I really hope that they do something with Peacemaker. Because they also will wrote, in a uh, series. In a series, yeah. yeah. And he also did that. Anyway. So it's like, okay, how do you how are you gonna redeem this guy? How are you going to essentially say I'm not I don't think he's gonna say, I really hope he doesn't say, you know, being America is, is a good thing, but I hope he says something like we need to change as Americans, right? Which I really, really hope is what he does. And I I knowing him. I mean, just just based on what he did here with suicides, but I really like have faith in him. You can also mess it up, but you know we'll see. Pangaling <laughs> Deni, I mean, I feel like this is one of John Cena's like movies now. Best really works. Fun. Exactly. <laughs> My guy, that and like Trainwreck, I think. Like yeah, so far, I think Trainwreck. Yeah. <laughs> so far, everything I'm, except Amy everything Schumer. just really works at the end of the day. I mean, there are. I mean, I feel like parts of it in the pacing. I had some issues with in the beginning, but like when it got to the meat of it, parang you know what? Who really cares about much of the movie making? Yeah. Let's just enjoy this and let's just have some fun and you know just have a good time at this point in time where everyone's just like really like depressed sad. and really sad. So yeah, I mean, I didn't I... expect like to fall in love with Ratcatcher too oh, or yeah. or Sebastian. All Stan. those rats. Period. <laughs> It's a great, like, one. She's done, she hasn't done a lot, but she's a wonderful Puerto Rican, uh, Portuguese, Portuguese, Amazing. Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. She's so Amazing. good. Mm-mm. And I'm like, what? They like fit this thing at the end, and it's like, rats, if they have a purpose, everyone does. I'm like, what? That's the thing. I love it. But sure, sure, Taika Waititi, if you say so. And whoever he wants, apparently, because he's just yeah. having fun. Amazing. Huh. Yeah. I'll watch this again and again and again and be happy. I've seen it like three times already. It's oh my God, so good. And it makes me so happy because it's like I want to watch it three times because I don't know when the next one's gonna be. The next good one, I mean. <laughs> All right. All right. So if there's nothing else that we want to talk about in terms of the Suicide Squad, I mean, definitely there will be a Peacemaker series spinoff yeah. um, coming in January. Um, oh, wow. Okay. That's a really good, like, I feel like... They're, they're wrapped already. Yep. So they're just editing. And I think this is an eight, six or eight um, episode eight series. Eight, yeah. Where are they um, streaming? HBO, HBO Max. Disney Plus. No, not <laughs> Um, be too, yeah, it, it'd probably be a good um, deconstruction of that character and how they will go from here. And hopefully we do get to see more of these people. And I think to wrap it up, just in general, in terms of uh, the DCEU, um, the DCEU parang future, I hope they do give Superman some sort of redo before they get rid of Henry Cavill as Superman. Wala lang, parang it's yes, just, it would be nice to see a fun Superman. Henry Cavill Superman. Oh, he, ano, diba? He's part of Marvel. Marvel, na Tama ba? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill? Um, um, Has no. he done anything in Marvel? No, I don't think Not so. Yet. I think he's still busy. Hindi ba? Parang, parang wala pa. No? I, let me check wala his. Pa. <laughs> wala pa. You never know when these people you will show up. He's <laughs> part of the Tom Cruise universe. <laughs> I loved him in Mission Impossible. Yeah, same. I thought it was great. Oh, he's doing Enola Holmes too. Apparently, this is next movie. The yeah, second yeah, yeah. one. Uh, Another okay. surprising film that I didn't think I would enjoy as much. 
Enola Holmes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that wraps up our The Suicide Squad discussion plus all our pop culture news for the last few weeks. Um, but of course, at the end of every show, we do have our pop stop or our pop culture recommendations for the week. Um, who wants to begin? I can begin if people will be thinking of theirs. Oh, go. Um, yes, please. <laughs> well, I was, again, I'm, all, I'm always biased towards the people I work with, but uh, I've been obsessed with this song called Pasalubong by Ben and Ben and Oya de la Torre for, I've, I, I have at for least this, for weeks, even before it released, but now it's out for public cons- consumption and um, it's just amazing if you want to get in touch with your who got Filipino national anthem <laughs> vibe feelings, then this is a song for you. Um, it's kind of like the sadder or like the more somber um, twin sibling of Pagtingin. If Pagtingin is like a very upbeat, like, ano ba to? Itong pasalubong parang, you know, it's just really like about two kindred souls wondering if they're meant to be with each other or not, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to and you know it's just really you know OPM coming together again um, this is the second collaboration between Ben and Ben and Moira and also um, they have announced that the album will be coming out uh, second album will be coming out on August 29th with six collaborations with uh, so many OPM um, stars which I cannot reveal at the moment (laughs) the next one will be uh, Mooney Mooney um, oh, yeah. Ben and Ben, mm-hmm. which is coming out tomorrow at the time of uh, release of this episode. So uh, a lot to watch out. It's a great album, I'm saying already at this point. Um, so watch out for Ben and Ben's second album, unnamed yet. I, I will. I won't spoil the name. Maybe I'm dito. Anyway, <laughs> other things. I think we haven't mentioned Fear Street, have we? Or have we talked about Fear Street at this? No, point? I don't no. think so. Haven't. Well, anyway, Fear, I think maybe in the last episode. But anyway, again, Fear Street, amazing show. Uh, amazing show. It's kind of like a show, a trilogy of three movies um, intertwined together based on R.L. Stein's um, Fear Street um, books. And it's just like really like fun getting back into the whole slasher horror movie. Um, not really tropes, but like kind of mixing it up and making it a bit modern and... Uh, it's great if you love um, slasher movies, Fear Street. Um, so, yun. Those are my recommendations. I will probably think of some other people. Um, <laughs> um, Paula? Um, so, I've been binge-watching this for the last few days. Um, watch Miracle Workers. Oh, um, oh. Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe at just like living his best life. And I'm so happy for him because it's just this... Like if Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad is like unhinged, crazy humor. I would say the very same thing about uh, Miracle Workers. Like all three of this, um, all three iterations of this anthology, because they have a different plot every season. It's just so funny. Like one of the shows that you don't really have to think about when watching, and just appreciate the humor for what it is. And if you need any reason. To like get into it, watch the clip of Daniel Radcliffe um, voguing the house down. <laughs> he's so good again, just living his best life, and I'm so happy for him. He's an executive producer for the series as well, so oh, nice. yeah, he's very invested in it. And um, 
Buscemi is just a joy to watch in anything that he does, to be quite honest. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just very happy for him. Um, aside from that, I since the Olympics, uh, the Summer Olympics, uh, rather, have just ended, the Paralympics are coming up next, but um, something to look forward to and I think to support as well for our Filipino athletes would be the Winter Olympics, which is coming up next year. So I want everybody to just like get immersed in the world of figure skating at the very least. I think it's the most accessible for like all of the Winter Olympic sports. So support Michael Martinez because it's an amazing feat for any Filipino, for anyone in a country without snow or ice to be able to compete in the Winter Olympics. So we should just support the hell out of Michael Martinez for being able to do so. And Stanyu Zuruhanyu for clear skin. He is changing the game and just like the best for me, at least, at what he does. The artistry and technique that this man has um, in figure skating is unparalleled. So go watch those two athletes just to understand the sport and appreciate the artistry and skill behind it. So those are my two recommendations. Figure skating and miracle workers. <laughs> 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 go ahead. Okay, fine. Um, so the, my first recommendation is just what I've been watching in general, which is um, Jujutsu Kaisen. I just finished it. It's on Netflix. It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Um, I went in knowing nothing, and I suggest everyone go in knowing nothing about it. Um, it's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty nice. Also, uh, the is Demon Slayer. I have to. I'm starting on Demon Slayer today. <laughs> Paula, Paula, okay, Paula. Going insane. <laughs> um, and then tonight, um, apart from Demon Slayer, I'm starting on the Cinemalaya films. Uh, yes. Ito pa, actually. Um, kami, we have a film actually sa Gawad Alternativo. Um, it's called Cajon. Um, it was made by our entire batch ng Ricky Lee Screenwriting Workshop. Mm. So, um, it's in Gawad Alternativo. So it's, it's I think, accessible to all. I think it's free to watch. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty nice. I, I, I like it. So, um, and the people who, who made it are, are pretty talented. Um, but yeah, uh, generally, like I suggest na people start. Um, oh, na isa, sorry. Really, really, really quick. Hanapin ko lang yung pangalan. I think it's LF. Oh, yun. Two things. One is Rock of Ages is still streaming mm-hmm. online. It's oh, extended. really? Uh, oh. So if you're free to watch that, um, please. Uh, please watch that. It's really, really amazing. Marami tickets online. Um, and then you last is, I got invited to review this um, interactive theater um, performance called um, LF New Hire. Um, it's by Teatro 77 in Shure. Um, so it's like an online interactive experience. Um, papanoorin ko pa lang siya, but um, I really trust like the, the director. Um, I hope it's nice. But I think this is the first time that my interactive theater thing in the Philippines. Um, it's kind of like Bandersnatch, um, which is a feat for Filipinos and not for like a huge, huge, huge funded thing like um, like Black Mirror, right? So yeah, those are my recommendations. Yeah. Okay, I can go next. Uh, well, for the past two weeks, I've turned off pop culture, had to focus on the Olympics. And so I'm easing back again into the pop culture and the scheme. Like, so yun nga, I watched Suicide Squad. 
I'm still watching The Office as like a, ano lang, like a background na keep me grounded lang. I just I'm in the middle of season five and I'm having so much fun. Oh my god, I'm so happy that I'm finally getting to see this. But you know, I already have some movies that I missed out on. I'm prepar- I'm getting ready to watch uh, Jungle Cruise and Pig. Yeah. So I'm I'm just happy to be watching movies again. And you know, like Paula said, uh, the Paralympics are coming up. It'll start on. August 24, and we have six Filipino athletes competing in four different sports. So that'll be that'll be something. We sh- I I hope I get to uh, give them more, you know, like uh, coverage, like give them more exposure because all our athletes need as much support, uh, as much support as they need. And yes, tama. Uh, Michael Martinez needs help. He needs funding. So yes. let's give let's give him all the support that we can. And I guess the only suggestion I have is. What if has started already? So Marvel's What If, uh, first episode. Uh, okay, pretty good. I really like the animation style of it, and I can't wait to see the other, uh, the other episodes, especially those things that they haven't teased yet. I hope they didn't show everything yet. So I, and I, you know, it's it's a bit different from what what Marvel has been doing, especially series wise. And I guess I am just preparing to hear Chadwick one last time. That will be something that will ready to probably sob. get me down. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, get. There, there are three episodes now of Chadwick. Apparently, oh my god, not just oh. the one. So oh. the first one will be the Guardians one, which I think is episode two, if uh-huh. I believe. Um, and there will be two other Chadwick episodes, but after that. Um, but just to add, yeah, I mean, apart, uh, I think this is the beginning of like a Marvel Studios animation. Um, mm. parang, subsidiary so that's interesting to see where they will go from here although um as of recording i haven't seen the first episode yet and i will after this um <laughs> um yun um anything else friends so as you mean like marvel animation under disney ganon. under marvel studios ah directly. yeah i hope yeah. yeah i hope they continue because i mean the, the marvel has had animated the name movies before like i i have had glimpses of like an Iron Man movie and a Black Widow movie on TV. But this one talaga, it, maganda yung style ng anime, how, the animation, animation niya. So if I, if they could get, get to continue this, I think it'll be something pretty exciting. Yeah, because yeah. parang DC is the forefront in uh, comic in book series. animated oh, oh. movies. Yes. But oh, Marvel yeah. has fallen flat recent, at least compared to the live action ones. But this one's a great start as Prince says. Um, and as a lot of critics who have watched the first three episodes are saying as well, so it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, Dren, uh, did I really do um, friendship onion last time? Did I recommend that last yes. time? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna recommend it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's my favorite. And I'm just re-listening to episodes, so I haven't listened to any, anything else. Uh, um, Although Red Velvet's coming back this this yes, month, I'm gonna recommend. I'm just I'm just gonna recommend that ahead of time because I know it's gonna be good because it's Red Velvet. <laughs> so listen to Red Velvet. The, the album Onion. packaging alone looks yeah, like it looks so something good. I want. And, uh, uh, Friendship Onion, their most recent episode, uh, two episodes featured Stephen Colbert, which is really really cool. Oh, and nice. he talks about like not only Lord of the Rings but like. His entire process of running the Colbert show, which is really which is super interesting. Cool. So, Um, like literally from like the day, like the moment he gets up to when he goes to bed, he talks about like what he goes through, which is I don't know, it's really really interesting. So, yeah, uh, the friendship onion for for um, 
movies, I'm gonna recommend this movie that like flew under the, the radar and I only found out about like end, tail end of last year. I'm really happy that I did. It's called Paper Tigers. And it's about um, three middle-aged dudes who were who once took like karate lessons, like like everyone does, you know, <laughs> you know, forced by your parents to take karate lessons, but they were all really fantastic at it. And then one day, uh, when they're when they're much older, they found out that their master passes away, and they they don't think that he died of natural causes. They think um, somebody killed him. So to avenge him, they have to relearn what they learned when they were kids, like uh, kung fu, <laughs> and so they have to go avenge him. <laughs> And it's hilarious. It's so good. Um, I don't know if anyone here watches VFX artists react, uh, but uh, there's there's a guy that appears on there named Guy De Silva, who is a stuntman that's very like kind of famous on YouTube and, and like Instagram and stuff. And he's in the film. That's how I found out about it. It's hilarious. The action's great. It's super light, um, like just super wholesome and light. And uh, I yeah, watch it. Oh my God, may habol pala ako. That ako I, rin, pero go <laughs> That I forgot. Um, Ted Lasso rin. season 2 is still right. and just watch it guys. Like if you need wholesome, like genuinely funny but also like very oh, like lighthearted comedy, it's such a great watch. It makes you feel so good about yourself and I think we all need that in this um, time. So watch Ted Lasso and Jason Sudeikis like me and you when like come on let's 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 make it happen jason sudeikis let's go all right that's me and uh for me me habol din ako dalawa um also work related but i feel like everyone should watch it because it's completely new to what i've been seeing in the local industry is um this is a music video called chakra operation 1090 and chakra is a Kind of like I would say the Avengers of Urba of the underground hip hop scene because they are individual artists like Flick G, Smuglas, um, Abaddon. If you've heard of them, they're in a eight eight member group called Chakra, which has been active for the last eight ten years nayata. And they came back. They had a comeback um, called Operation Ten Ninety, which is a whole um, cinematic song and music video together it's a beginning of a chakra cinematic universe that's and they're like the fastest rappers in the underground scene so it blends together hip-hop and a cinematic music video and a story within the rap or the bars that they're doing so it's something definitely worth checking out i'm my i myself i'm not a hip super hip-hop inclined person but working on this and seeing it, seeing the actual response to it live before my eyes. It's like crazy and um, deserves to be seen and watched by uh, mainstream, more of a mainstream um, audience. And finally, um, I've been watching this. I'm just halfway. Um, Netflix show called, it's a K-drama called Nevertheless, which is, oh my gosh, nakakagigil. Grabe. Um, uh, I haven't watched a K-drama in a while, but this one, it's just, I feel like very relatable to a lot of, um, a lot of people. Mga marurupok sa, <laughs> marurupok dyan sa Pilipinas, which I feel like is everyone at some point in their lives. Um, if you want your giggle moments and relate, parang mainis ka sa sarili mo dahil alam mong mga ugali mo rin yan. <laughs> um, nevertheless, it's like, a really fun show and nakakakilig din siya as in 
manggigigil ka sa kilig, saka sa inis, and the lead actors are just also so gorgeous and everyone. And the story is just really engaging in that way. It's also based on a webtoon. So that's nevertheless on Netflix and Chakra's Operation 1090. I think the people of this group will uh, enjoy that Chakra one. Super grabe. So yun, those are our recommendations for the week. Um, of course, thank you to everyone here for joining this episode. It was a fun red episode, um, coincidentally. And uh, of course, we're looking forward to more episodes in the coming weeks. Of course, all our previous episodes are streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you stream your podcasts. Of course, we're also here. You can look back at our video episodes here on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM. Thank you to the Radio Katipunan fam. And of course, go follow our social media accounts, which are still trying to be revived at some point. That's <laughs> at Popcorn with Cholo, at Popcorn W Cholo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we will all see you all next time. Thanks, Paula, Dren, Jace, and Burns. Bye. Yay, bye. 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 <laughs>